Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Darren, Pastor Robert and other panel guests. gospel of Jesus Christ builds bridges and tears down walls. The sin of racism builds walls and tears down bridges. The glorious gospel of Jesus Christ tears down walls and builds bridges. But the sin, the nefarious, egregious sin of racism does the opposite. In today's message, our panel will remind you that the Bible is meant to unify In a culture that has had a recent resurgence of awareness regarding racism, it's important to remember what the Bible has to say in situations like these. The Bible tells us that all humanity is created in the image of God, no matter your ethnicity. Now, let's join Pastor Darren for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as they begin their message, Building Bridges. say this. This is our our big takeaway. This is the upshot of the heart. If you're a note taker, jot this down. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you for watching and joining us. Drop it in the comment section so others can follow along. So here it is. The glorious gospel of Jesus Christ builds bridges and tears down walls. The sin of racism builds walls and tears down bridges. The glorious gospel of Jesus Christ tears down walls and builds bridges. But the sin, the nefarious, egregious sin of racism does the opposite. It builds up walls and it burns down, tears down bridges. And so let me, let me ask you to go with me to Galatians chapter number 2. I'm going to draw your attention particularly to verse 18. It's one simple phrase, but I'm going to give you the context. But while you're turning there, let me just kind of say this out of the gate, and I mentioned it already. You're not hearing from someone that has experience in different aspects of life. Yes, I can speak to what it is to suffer uh, when it comes to this pandemic, COVID. I can speak to the, the spectrum of a law enforcement officer and how they're really, really enduring through these hardships and that not all law enforcement are bad, but I can also speak to the spectrum of being, again, a black and Italian battalion who's experienced racism. But here's what I want you to know. I'm a Christian first. I'm not a law enforcement officer I'm not a black man or an Italian man. I'm not a man that has experienced the loss of COVID. I'm, I'm a Christian before any of those things catapult me into a platform to speak to you. I like what the 
The angel of the Lord's army says to Joshua in Joshua number five, just kind of take a, a rabbit trail. When you think about the sides of the spectrum that we all land on, Joshua's getting ready to take over Jericho and he rolls up and he sees this huge monstrous angel with a sword and he asks a question. He says, are you with us or are you with our adversaries? And the angel says, no. That doesn't make sense. I asked you a question. It's a yes or no question. Are you, are you with us or are you with our adversaries? I need, I need to know what side are you on. And, and the angel says, I, no. In other words, I'm not on either side. I, I came with my own agenda. And Joshua, you're going to assimilate to my agenda. And so that's the hope and the heart for tonight is as we navigate these rough waters, these muddy waters, these very, very difficult, tension-filled conversations that we don't get on one side or the other, but that we get on God's side and we unify around his purpose. It's about unity of purpose, not uniformity of person. In other words, you are distinctively who God made you to be. You are black, brown. You are exactly how God created you. There's no such thing as colorblindness. No, God made you uniquely with your race and ethnicity so that there's this beautiful mosaic and tapestry in heaven at the end where we see in Revelation 7, everyone comes together, every tongue, tribe, nation, and we worship the God of our salvation. That is the plan of God. And so we unify around that purpose. We unify around the kingdom agenda. It's about Christ's agenda. And so let's look at verse 18. It says, for if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. And so this is Peter who is sternly and poignantly rebuking, or Paul who's rebuking Peter. There's a, a dinner that's taking place, and Peter had already had a few dreams where he learned that he can now eat barbecue ribs, bacon, pork chops, chitlins, like he can eat these things and, and not, not be in sin. He, he, he can hang out with the Gentiles. And so he's in Antioch, the epicenter of the Gentiles, and he's hanging with them. They're eating together. And even Barnabas, who's essentially a Gentile, he's, he's with them, the encourager. And, and in walks the high echelons, the Jewish elites. And what does Peter do? Peter plays a card that I call ethnocentric cultural superiority. In other words, he, he gets up from the table, he starts to move toward now the elitist Jews. The Bible says that Barnabas is actually carried away with him. Let me pause and say this. Tony Evans said it best. A mist in the pulpit is like a fog in the pews. And so the sin that Peter commits, the transgression that Peter commits, carries Barnabas, who grew up a Gentile. He grew up eating bacon. And you've got this guy who's now carried away because of the poor influence of Peter. And so what happens because of this racial conundrum, this debauchery, this ethnocentric cultural superiority? Well, Paul says, I confronted him Publicly. Well, Darren, what happened to Matthew 18? Why didn't he take him to the side one-on-one? -on -one? Well, this was a public debacle, and it needed public correction. Because there's more at stake here. The gospel was at stake. This wasn't just a personal issue. You're carrying people away. This is literally you building back up what God tore down. You see, at the cross, Jesus Christ tore down the wall of separation that divided the Jews and the Gentiles. Ephesians 2 says that he brings them together. And so this needed correction. This needed a rebuttal, a rebuke. And indeed, Paul rendered 
the rebuke. Now, here's what happens, though. This is where, this is where we all can gain some application. Watch this. Peter takes the rebuke, takes the correction, and chronologically, now scholars tend to have tension around when this happened, but I'm going to lean and land on the side of R.C. Sproul who said that the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15, if you've got your Bible, you can, you can jot that down and read it later. I'm going to turn there. The Jerusalem Council happened after this. Now, some would say it happened before this Antioch conundrum, this Antioch debauchery, but no doubt, chronologically, I land on the fact that it happened after, and here's why I love the beauty of this chronological, uh, exegetical, hermeneutical interpretation. Um, well, it's because Peter moves from potential adversary to advocate. It's right here. It's, it's verse 6. This is Bible. This is not just me giving you philosophical ideas. No. Peter is now standing with Paul, with Barnabas, after this situation took place in Antioch. So they go from a public situation in Antioch and they move to the civic square. So they, they literally have an even more public conversation to create change. And so we've got Paul contending for this wall to be torn back down because it was built up by Peter's sin. We've got Barnabas who was carried away, but he repents and he's now contending for this wall to be torn down. And even Peter goes from adversary. He started it all and he stands up and he says this. Verse 7, and when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did us and made, here it is, no distinction, no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts from adversary to advocate. This is the call of the Christian even if you've sinned against someone from the opposite race, you repent, you lament, you listen, you learn, and lovingly advocate. In the civic square, the church is called into the civic square so that we can be advocates for those that are marginalized and oppressed. This is the call of Christ. It's in Psalm 89:14. Jot it down, 89:14. I've committed it to memory. It says this, this is the kingdom agenda. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary, Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect through the contact form at mainthingradio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call 
at 305-531-2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. We want to know how we can pray for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.